All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Anglers Happy Hour podcast. Truly coming at you uh, two weeks after our last episode, so we're stoked about that. Hopefully, you've all had a couple of good weeks. You know, we we recorded last on Thanksgiving, so hopefully, you all had a great Thanksgiving. And um, it's just that time of year; everyone's busy, right? It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. It's just a busy time of year. Um, it's been that way for me. Um, how have you guys been doing? Um, start with Rob last week. Let's start with Nick as uh, he's got his beautiful Roxy Chihuahua in his lap. What's going on your way, dude? Hey, man. Uh, here we are coming in punctual, just like we've always been. So thanks for reminding everyone of our punctual greatness. In case right. they had forgotten. Uh, waking up from a nice two week long trip to fan from the turkey. Been fishing a few times. Um, been uh, I've been nurse Nikki. Got sick kids. My pops had a knee replacement done uh, about nine days ago last Monday. So it's been it's been busy, like you said. The fishing front has been exciting. I uh, I got a hot tip on Black Friday from a guy in a tan colored uh, Bass Pro Shops hat about a Garmin sale. So I took the plunge and uh, got a, I got two of those bad boys and nice. uh, got them put on and was just ready to go, man. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to catch fish. I'm going to be a hero. Um, and I haven't made it since the graphs got put on. Everyone got sick and knees got cut off and replaced and uh, haven't made it. But the funny thing that I was going to talk to you about, and I will lead with this question and you haven't had any time to prepare. So if you think of something later, we'll circle back. But uh, what's the strangest, most interesting, funny, bizarre thing you've accidentally snagged and momentarily thought was a fish? Okay, so in a minute, you're going to tell us something that you snagged at the lake? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'll never forget the diaper that you caught at Louisville. (laughs) He caught a used, wrapped up nasty looking diaper what was great about it was and, and it always seems to happen on was it a crankbait or a jerkbait it was jerkbait a okay, suspending so, jerkbait which is even better it hit it on the pause dude well <laughs> 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 my best my best story was on a jerkbait too and i think i told it on the, on the podcast before but uh when it's real cold like that like like they were both in the winter time yours was in the winter mine was in the winter the diapers are chewing your your, your hands are numb the fish are lethargic and you know, with the jerk bait, you know, you pull into a fish, you don't really expect it to go nuts, right? Like you pull into that jerk bait fish and you're just like, you wait, you, you sit there, you pull and, and you wait 10 seconds for that head shake. Okay. And and then, okay. Yeah. It shook its head. I got a fish. Well, <laughs> mine happened. Um, it, uh, Bassmaster classic at grand Lake. I am, had a decent first day, a good first day. Second day of the tournament, I'm struggling. And it's kind of made it already into the afternoon. I'm in the back of this long creek. And just, you know, for whatever reason, a couple of other boats, that, like there's a, a camera boat and then a couple other spectator boats that just happen to be going by or whatever. So they're all watching. And um, <laughs> I hook in it and literally I play this thing out, dude. I play it out. I'm using a fiberglass jerkbait rod at the time, which is not sensitive at all, right? And, uh, dude, it is a nasty old pair of uh, underwear. Big, too. I mean, big. 
It's a pair of underwear. So that was that was that was a rough one for me. How about you, Rob? I have not caught underwear, diapers. I don't know. I need to work on my fishing abilities because yeah, I know you've caught something weird. I know I have too. Something nasty. I just have. I don't remember. It's been well. Yeah, it's been a while. If it comes back to you, tell us because I will. That is totally what happened to me. So the last time, I think it was the last time I went out. Maybe it was the Roosevelt trip that I took Max on. Um, I was at Canyon, and you know everyone's very well aware of my long dry spell at Canyon that has evolved from. I'm too tough to care and I'm only going to catch a 10 pounder and and I'm just resolved to fish until that moment happens to, I don't even think there's fish in this lake to I'll catch anything with a mouth to true desperation. So I start spooning and, uh, pre Garmin graphs. I had, you know, some like reasonably decent Lawrence's, but they're all sun baked and really non-reliable. Sun baked. You know, you live in Arizona when your graphs are sun baked. Go ahead, continue, dude. And it just lives outside, right? So my boat's just—it's—it's <laughs> it's like, and this summer, what was it, forty days over one ten consecutive? Like, it's yeah, amazing that the thing did just equipment. like. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So I, I put the trolling motor down, and like the front graph is actually seemingly working, and like, okay, let's go. Like, I even have contour lines on my GPS. Like, this is gonna happen, and the the two D sonar is is active down there. Like I see what appears to be fish. So I'm like, oh, all right. Like dry spell is over. Drop the spoon down instantly. Boom. Just kind of like that jerk bait bite, right? They're just like heavy. I'm like, yeah, like I knew it, man. And I start reeling up and I get it about like, I don't know, like five to 10 feet off the bottom. And I'm like, oh man, what am I dragging up? It's like, I'm probably just pulling like, you know, when you catch a huge long waterlogged stick and it's just like resistance. Like I probably have just like two thirds of a saguaro or something like what is this going to be i reeled up dude and it was just this huge like patinaed muddy bottomed pair of board shorts but it was like rigor mortis in a way that i couldn't tell if someone like defecated in them before they fell off their surf boat to nickelback or something but i i hear these disgusting things and like all the gross stuff just like on the side of the boat that's been released from them and i had to smile and ponder like what the final moments must have looked like when the guy like ate it and his pants came off <laughs> he had to wait for the boat to circle back around with no pants on right like and then and then he had to climb into the boat with no pants on and so then i went on this like long thoughts like who was in the boat with him like were there small kids was he like the uncle that doesn't have kids and then he had to climb in the boat naked in front of a but maybe they handed him a towel I don't know. And it probably was none of that, but I really got a long laugh out of that. I thought it was just glorious. And then I proceeded to catch nothing. And it was the only excitement I had for the four hours I was at the lake, but robbed me of my good time. Yeah. It's got to be a lot different than the story of underwear, right? Like the <laughs> the board shorts, it, it probably, they're both accidents, right? Like accidents right. happen at some point, but the board shorts probably came off probably just from the water right like they got ripped off by the water when you're right when you're falling he or, ate or, it or, uh-huh. yeah but yeah the underwear is a more like strategically <laughs> yes can you guys hear the i've got my door open and there's coyotes just going crazy no. can you hear that how cool no, no. okay right on Sorry. you should let your dog out yeah be a great idea <laughs> 
Yeah, they're going nuts. That's wild. They'll scare them off, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah dude, no doubt. Well, so uh, yeah, that's that's, that's true. There's a lot more strategy in losing your underwear than yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's... don't sniff them. No, no. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad there was that that highlight. You did uh, yeah. you did catch a couple fish though, so that was good to see. Um, yeah, I saw you got your son up to Roosevelt Lake and got <laughs> some burritos on the way home too. So that that that's that a win. Fun. It was a W for sure. And I'll, I'll swing it over to Rob after this nugget of wisdom, but I really do think I'm just cut from a finer cloth and designed to fish in the winter. And I'll tell you why it's not because I ever catch anything. Um, and it's certainly not because I'm like out there refining talents on new techniques and approaches. What my greatness in winter is as I'm finally able to get up before the sunrise and make it to the lake. Dude, I can wake up at like five o'clock. And still get there before sunrise and look like a hero at first yeah, light. Yeah, I hear so that. I think I only fish in the winter from now on so that I look legit and I still get a full night's sleep. <laughs> this time of year is pretty choice when it comes it's to... so good. It's so much I better know. than getting up at three. Yeah. Yep. I'm over it's that like, too old. It's like Boyd's antelope hunt. We had to be on the hill by like five o'clock in the morning. And this time of year, the late hunts, I mean, you're... Just getting up there at like seven, it's awesome. You're on your so. fourth cup of coffee. You already had yep. bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this though: when it's time to actually like hop out of the truck, you get to the lake and the anticipation's high. Even though it's five a.m. in the summertime, and but it's eighty degrees out, and those fish, you're literally got a topwater fish just calling your name or something like that. It's like you can't wait to get out of the truck. But yeah, I'll say when it's seven, seven o'clock, and and it's thirty eight degrees, and the sun's barely coming up, and there's a breeze. You know, That's you have point. to put on layers of clothes. It's like, that was nice waking up, waking up later, but I'm not quite as stoked to hop out of the truck and, and go get after it. That's valid. I yeah. speak for myself there. Maybe you guys are different. And then you're in my situation guiding and most of these folks come to Arizona thinking it's going to be sunny and 80. Wearing and... board shorts and a tank top. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it turned the heat yeah. on for us, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Rob, what uh, what's good your way, dude? Got a dude, lot I'm lame again. Just working on that garage. I got to get it done so I can get back on the water. Um, yeah. Going fishing on Friday. Um, going to pre-fish for a tournament, which is absolutely nuts. And then Josh oh. and I are fishing on Saturday. So looking forward to that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Going to pull out Rob's uh, tournament vibes here and uh, try to go catch a couple fish. It'll be nice opportunity for me i got got the new boat so it'll be a nice chance to uh you know put a tournament day on it and make sure everything is up to par and uh be fun to fish a tournament with rob so we're doing it at lake pleasant which is um probably the lake that we fish the least around phoenix i have always loved lake pleasant you know i i do have a lot of experience there as does rob but uh we just don't get over there quite as much so um see how it goes yeah, I've been working on my netting skills. <laughs> you doing wrist exercises? Hopefully, exactly. you need them yeah. a little bit. Dude. I, I've been working on mine too. Good. I've, I've actually been netting a lot of fish on on uh, a few of the the recent the, the guide trips have been very up and down lately. But uh, you know, we've had a couple of pretty good days where we've caught 25, 30, 35 uh, fish on spoon. So not wide open, but but decent. So mine are sharp, dude. My my net skills are sharp, <laughs> good. And, and, good. and they're going to need to be. That's Ooh. awesome. Rob, I think you better wear an old bowling jersey. Sorry to interrupt you, but I want oh I want for sure regalia. Oh yeah, we're going. Okay. Yeah, straight. Good. Nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
that would be yeah if you had to say okay my my turn of the fishing was at its very best in this in <laughs> in a year what what year is that dude were you like Me? on top of your game the most what's yeah. your uncle rico year uncle rico um yeah probably late 90s um probably i mean probably my best season ever was 2002 okay like so nice. yeah yeah so you want me to rock that jersey is that what you're saying yeah and just freaking roll I up want like those a, vibes for sure roll yeah. up like 21 <laughs> years haven't passed at all just be, <laughs> <what up? laughs> were you still wearing white new balances with uh calf high white tube socks or what was yeah i never rocked that wearing? deal no ah, i never did it. that one with the jorts yeah oh <laughs> yeah. we need those to come back dude the fanny pack came back it's just now we just need jorts yeah, like the baby blue ones, right? <laughs> you like, gotta break them in, bro. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. They're well worn. Yeah. That'll be killer. Yeah, I actually yeah, I can't. Yeah. That look was there. I don't I don't know if I rocked it too much, but you would have been handsome. No matter what it is, dude, you look back 20 years, you're embarrassed how you dressed. That's it just yeah. does not matter if you're dressing like a normal adult or if you're like a crazy teenager whatever you're always embarrassed on funny how that is huh it is it's it's, it's well that's well said yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) well well be careful i always cringe on the uh, wintertime lake pleasant fishing trips because that was when i exploded my foot i remember that one well and so i i I already am nervous every time i go to lake pleasant i have major ptsd at that like like three people a weekend die there in the summertime i blew up my foot like i get that and usually it's windy every part of lake pleasant to me just feels like i'm going to the emergency room it's like so that won't happen to you you have a better chance of zeroing than you do catching a bass this time of year heroing yeah (laughs) you're not kidding yeah yeah i don't blame you nick it I think about it every time I, I see that uh, north ramp, and I don't know if we've ever told the story on the podcast. We're I know we super have. far into it. We have, I know we have, but like, just go to. I'm sure we have a whole bunch of new listeners from from our amazing with- SEO work of Josh uploading podcast episodes to YouTube. Who would have thought that gets you seven more views? Damn, bro! I see why you're the the lead host. Did you, I get yeah, it. I guess apparently there's a lot of people on YouTube, man. I, I didn't never, want to believe realize that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Me neither, man. It's weird. But uh, yeah, so Lake Pleasant fluctuates up and down a lot. And I'm always going to cling to that as the reason. But truthfully, I never used the North Ramp, so I didn't know what I was doing. And our good buddy Mitch and I were fishing a tournament. And I had just finished backing him down and was parking the truck. And, you know, it's, I got to get back to the boat. You know, we got to listen to the Star Spangled Banner and, you know, shiver together and just feel those pre-tournament vibes, those pre-blast-off vibes. And uh, I didn't have time to take the long way around and walk down the sidewalk of the ramp, which was actually a gradual decline in the loss of 40 or 50 feet of elevation from the parking lot. I bushwhacked it through the desert and got to where I thought I was close enough that I could just kind of hop over the ledge and be right on top of the ramp. And that's exactly what happened, but it just wasn't right on top of the ramp. There was about a seven second delay before I got to the ramp. And How many vertical I, uh, feet, dude? I wonder, dude. I I still want to think it was two to three hundred, but it was probably more like seven or eight. But it was enough that upon landing on an inclined surface made of cement, my uh, right heel was like a little squished grape. And I remember landing. Well, I remember being in the air and thinking this is taking longer than it should. 
<laughs> and then landing and being like, oh, okay. You know, young, still, this is before men's rec league. So I was in shape and I landed and I was like, twisted my ankle. That's to be expected. That was stupid. Shouldn't have done it. Stood up, took a step. <laughs> and I was like, oh, twisted my left ankle too. Like, this isn't good. And then out of pure adrenaline, took like 25 steps made down the, the ramp. Dock. Dude, made it to the dock. Got to the end of the dock and just collapsed. <laughs> just laying in a heap, whimpering. And then you were laying on the dra- on the dock. <laughs> I, I remember. So I was at this tournament, but I didn't really laughing at me. I was, I was, yeah, we'll get into that, but I didn't see this. Yeah, it's yeah. And How so he the gets there. Nick? I see. You know what, man? <laughs> I uh, I was quick with the net. Fortunately, you know, I was bleeding heavily through my ankles. But uh, no, you didn't I, continue, did you? There's no. Of course, way. I did. I'm a no bad way. mother. No, I didn't, dude. I I flopped <laughs> off the dock into the, the the deck of Mitch's boat and rolled around moaning and crying and saying, "I've rolled my ankles." <laughs> Ankle rolled them. <laughs> oh, and then and then agony set in. A few minutes later, most of the. Uh, adrenaline drained out of me and then I was like I have royally effed my feet up <laughs> just and, thinking, uh, what the <laughs> heck dude like what did you do <laughs> oh I've done so many stupid things in my life that if I don't live a long life it will still be you know well lived but yeah that one was brutal man and then yeah we didn't get to finish the tournament ah yeah so it's all good you can't have I hope Mitch was like, are you sure, bro? You sure you're hurt? Like- he didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to call it. You know, he he had him biting <laughs> in Castle Creek. And, you know, he was he's like, maybe if you eat a protein bar and you just right. shut the. Here's some F up. Yeah. Right. Stop. And I was like, if you don't turn this boat around and put it on the trailer and deliver me to the emergency room, I will find something with a treble hook and stab you with it where you're tender. And so we kind of battled for a moment. No, he was. He's a true I'm wondering friend. how he you got worried. out of the boat. Like, how do you get out of the boat at that moment? I maybe rode in the boat, right? Maybe I was like a, you know, a, a doll in the HOV lane that's like staged. I think I was just like laying in the back of his boat as we drove into North Phoenix. I must have. You're made the it, stuffed but... animal on the back of the back <laughs> of the, of the landscape, landscape trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wearing my fluorescent red colored hundred mile per hour bibs and jacket, so I kind of did look like a a carnival toy. <laughs> so yeah what was the final diagnosis before we move on stupidity mostly no no, i mean just just to tell listeners how bad this actually ended up being how what was i just i broke my heel and i've come to learn that the heels uh my morning alarm's going off i uh i broke my right heel which is actually a strange bone to build bone to break you can't set it you can't really do surgery on it it just has to like set on its own and heal so i broke my right heel i all i i my right heel had like seven fractures in it. And then my left heel was, was just deeply bruised, but you know, it's funny. Both of them hurt forever. And now I just use it to pick up chicks at the bar. Honestly, I ask them if they'll rub some THE balm on my calves and ankles later on. And they love it, dude. Nice. I'll never, uh, I'll never forget. So the guy I was fishing the tournament with that day, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick and Mitch Lee, right. They go straight to the ER before blast off. And, and we're watching them. They're idling by. Nick can't even talk. Mitch is like, yeah, dude, we're going to the emergency room. Uh, Nick is going to be all right? He needs foot. CPR right now. And, uh, oh. Nick, no, I mean, dude, he was in a lot of pain. He couldn't even talk. I mean, he's like to the point where he's like, I don't know, got in the corner of his freaking hoodie in his mouth, chewing on it like it's a piece, a strap of leather. So he, 
he wouldn't bite his tongue off. So he doesn't even say anything. And then uh, the guy that I'm fishing the tournament with, after they idle away, he goes, I don't know how Nick was raised, but I'd be out there fishing the tournament today. Stop. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, dude. And then, and it ends up being a shattered heel, dude. So anyways, that was classic. Nick and I, uh, that's always. We've got so much mileage out of that one. Josh, I That's like talk a for- top top 10 tough guy statement right like oh, we yeah. need like a list of those top three dude and josh and i will have moments in our friendship where we haven't communicated for maybe a couple weeks or something and i know that there will be like one of four or five random texts that will show up and sometimes i'll just get i don't know how he was raised with three dots and it's like <laughs> oh he's back hey buddy <laughs> so fun. it's classic yeah it's classic <laughs> so all right um but yeah, that's uh that's good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to fishing this weekend, Rob. I've been fishing a little bit, doing some guide trips. Um, we ended up going to Las Vegas uh, right after Thanksgiving to watch a hockey game. Um, that was a good time. The Coyotes have won their last five games against the previous five Stanley Cup champions. So oh. uh, it's the first time in like 80 years that's happened. You know, I I don't get on here and brag about the Coyotes much because they uh, have been. Uh, They've had some rough years lately, but I'm a diehard fan and uh, they're looking like their team is turning around a little bit. They've been rebuilding and, uh, you know, they're not going to go win the Stanley Cup this year, but they're very competitive. And uh, yeah, pretty neat. Have you been to the mullet arena? Not yet. Um, You know, I'd like to go. It's just like, man, yet tickets are so dang expensive. Uh, You know, all the seats are good, but. You got to think when you got an NHL team that's trying to survive as a business and they've got an arena with. 4,600 seats. Those tickets are outrageously. What does a, what does a seat cost? Do you know? I mean, dude, yeah. If you're going to go have, you know, probably 250 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just for any seat really in there. So we're like, man, we're going to spend that. We're going to go do that in a, a a Vegas. So we went and watched it in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would like to go see a game. Um, and and I'd like to see ASU play there too. Have you Rob, have you been in there? I have not. No, I just heard it's crazy. Like, yeah, super yeah. nuts. It'd be really fun. Like it, yeah. it might be like, I know the, the feeling there is really cool from everything I've heard. So I'd yeah. like to, um, okay. So let's get into some fishing talk here. We've got a few different topics that we're going to run into. Um, one thing I thought about doing and you guys can let me know, because, yeah, we, we don't do any planning before these podcasts uh, together <laughs> other than me writing stuff down that we're going to talk about. And, uh, you know, these guys trying to think of some topics, too. But um, lead host and coming up with like, nothing. We're trying to think of topics and coming up with nothing. Well, you know, we're not we're not the guys that are going to be like talking about the latest drama in the fishing world and stuff that already gets done 100 times by everybody else. So um, a little clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. That's not our style. Um, so maybe, you know, one thing I thought about was like breaking down a day of fishing it does it could be any of our days of fishing but like there's always lessons to be learned in discussing a day of fishing afterwards right and and again it's no different than you know being out on a on a little fishing excursion with your buddies or maybe at a tournament you get off the water and you break your day down with your buddies oh yeah i started out here i did this um i didn't catch anything the weather was doing that and I switched to this and it started working and, um, you know, there's always something to, to glean from that. So, you know, I think what we'll do and we, we, you know, we don't have to go on for an hour about it, but 
you know, one of us can can just break down one of our recent days of fishing and we'll talk about it and see like kind of maybe what worked and what didn't work out there on the water. Maybe there'll be something to pull from it. Maybe it'll just be a boring fishing report and we'll never do it again. So um, the got, stakes are high. Yeah, yeah. And I'll start it out uh, this week. We got a little bit of Nick's uh, Canyon action. Um, Rob, you know, you're going to be on the water a lot later this spring, so we can start doing that. But we'll uh, we'll take my most recent trip. I was on a uh, guide trip up at Roosevelt on Monday. And um, this was a trip where I actually went out in my client's boat. He wanted to work on electronics. And, uh, you know, I do a fair amount of that. So I'll go out and, uh, set the, you know, sometimes it's just a quick, let's get the graph set up talk about what we're looking at and uh you know we're off the water in a couple hours but this one we made it into a full day of fishing so we got the electronics all set up we met at you know eight o'clock up at roosevelt and uh spent an hour working on that so it's nine o'clock by the time we get to fishing the water's like uh probably 61 degrees it had been like stuck in the mid 60s forever and with the latest we we did have some cooler nights and a little bit of a front over the weekend you know friday saturday there was actually a little bit of rain around the valley so it cooled it off a little bit we're still not to full winter temps but it's getting there it's getting pretty cool and we had a day with no wind it was kind of a bluebird day so you know on a day like that if you're gonna get into many reaction fish you know early's the time to do it once that sun gets really really high in my opinion you've got to slow down. You've got to fish deeper, especially this time of year. Now, if you've got dirty water, you can throw reaction a little bit more throughout the day, even if it's not windy this time of year. But in the case of Roosevelt, it's really clear. Like, I mean, it's uh, mid lake. It's about as clear as you'll ever see it right now. You can see down a good six, seven, eight feet. So uh, really clear. So we figured we'd start early with reaction. Typically this time of year, I like to do a lot of uh, cranking. And the water's still high. Like it's still high. It's still hard to just run the bank with a crankbait. You know, when the water it gets lower and you don't have as much brush, you can definitely have some success cranking, especially when there's more color. But we decided to start with uh, jerk baits because it was the water is clearer, and then you know you can fish them over the brush. You know, you, those diapers be biting. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, you know that there's always a chance to catch a diaper or a pair of underwear too. Which Only is on the pause. That's my favorite part, Nick. <laughs> you did. I don't know. They're they're patient. They're thorough. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's it. So uh we end up catching a couple fish on the jerk bait where we're already the sun's coming up. So one thing we did was like and I'll try to do it a lot of times too. If it's like later in the morning and you're trying to prolong either a topwater bite or any reaction bite is I try to fish the last banks that have shade on them, you know? So oh. like, uh, you know, stuff, stuff that's steeper that would be facing the West. So it's protected from the East. That's going to have shade on it more. And, and I know Rob knows a lot of the banks that I'm talking about. And you do too, Nick on that Lake that, that have that. And, and you've got that on lakes everywhere. So just one thing to kind of think about is if you're trying to prolong a reaction bite or a top water bite is, is just use that last little bit of shade that you have in the morning uh, but once the sun got up over that, we were we were done and we were on to fishing deeper. And it took us a, a while when we went deep, man. We ran all the way down to one end of the lake to fish some stuff that they'd been on for a while. 
I could tell it was dissipating. There wasn't much going on. Um, we did some drop shotting, a little bit of Carolina rigging, and then uh, the spoon deal, to me, there's times we can get on the spoon deal early in the morning, but a lot of times it ends up being better later for whatever reason. You know, I've got different theories on that, but usually when the sun gets high is when the spoon the spoon bite seems to pick up. And uh, we got on one really good school of spoonfish, like uh, in about 40 feet of water, and we caught caught a bunch 15 or 20 good ones out of that school you know not not giants but two what kind of time frame you know in probably 30 minutes yeah uh it was good you know what what we were actually idling and typically you know i love to find a school of uh fish that aren't necessarily like chasing shad but this was an interesting deal because we were idling along and again we're kind of i'm showing him how I, i i look at things on the graph how i interpret things and you could see this ball of shad that was near the bottom. And it looks like a shark had taken a bite out of the ball of shad, right? <laughs> there's a huge indent in the ball of shad. And there's about seven dots of, and they're fish in that indent. And I'm like, dude, look how, see, see the shape of this ball of shad. They're getting torched right now. So we uh, shut the motor off drop and uh, yeah, that's how, where we caught them, dude. We, we freaking smoked them for, for a good 30 minutes and uh what was neat is every single one of the fish you're reeling up were just throwing up shad i mean it was you were in the feeding frenzy while it was happening um so that was that was pretty fun and then um we went and and, uh did looked all over the lake for another school like that never really found it and then um we, we ended up catching a few more maybe like another five six seven fish elsewhere on the spoon, you know, just catching fish, just never got on another huge mother load. And we waited till the end of the day. We fished those fish in the school until they stopped biting, which of course you're going to do. But when they stop biting, the best thing you do is leave and let it set back up. And we did that. We came back at the end of the day, caught a few more and called it a day. But Go back uh, to, um, you made a mention of you don't like to fish them on shad. I think I understand why you're just because they're mobile, but explain that a little bit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing is they, I, I'd, you know, that's better than nothing, right? Like you're Correct. not gonna, you're not gonna pass it up if you see fish and they're eating shad, like you're gonna fish them, but I'd rather find the spot where they're just chilling out, sitting there, not feeding because they are just sitting there and your spoon is the only, you, you are the feeding frenzy. Whereas yeah. like a lot of time, especially lately out there, the fish yeah, you know, you could have a big school of fish, but they're literally swimming at mock speed. And and with live scope and even being pretty practiced at it, you're lucky to get one out of the school. And then you blink and they're they're 50 yards. Now they're yeah. 100 yards. Now they're gone. So I love to to find them when they're not feeding, but um, easier said than done, right? And uh, that doesn't happen every single time. We had one good good day last week where that did happen. We found a bunch of fish and there was not a, not a shad in sight and it was awesome, but uh, that's harder to find. Go ahead. Yeah, Cause go. we're always looking for bait, but sometimes there's too much bait. Is yeah. And, and how many, how many articles have you read, you know, and how many people have you talked to that get on your boat? Yeah, man. Well, I basically just have been told to look for shad. Right. And look right. for balls of bait. And yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many times I've been to, let's just take Saguaro for instance, where, I mean, two different situations one would be there's bait everywhere on your graph your live scope and you just can't buy a bite um or there's bait flipping on the surface on the shore 
and you can't buy a bite. Yep. Like the problem is, is you go around the lake and that's happening in a lot of areas, right? So now you've found the bait, but it's really insignificant because it's everywhere. So yeah, yeah, you're right, dude. Which, that you makes see it that all the time. Yeah. We're not saying it's not good to fish around bait, but right. if you can find fish that aren't surrounded by bait, it's surely it's surely a good thing. Yeah. Go ahead. So Nick. I was going to ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming that this just comes from experience, but water temperature plays into this for sure. But how do you know kind of your target depth range? And then once you kind of have a feel for what that, and it's probably location specific, but you can speak to that. And then when you're idling, looking for them, do you just kind of stay, do you just do a little gentle zigzag through like a five or seven foot depth? alteration of that like side scan talk about that a little bit yeah and and no that's good man we talked about it a little bit the other day like your depth there's definitely times when when you do find one key depth and it works lake wide um but that's yeah to me it's more spot specific right like uh-huh. the water clarity is going to dictate a lot of that and that's what we were talking about like some of the fish that we were catching last week were like 30 feet yeah but the water was a little dingier over there when it's really clear, those fish have no problem getting into 40 and 50 feet. Okay. Uh, and, and that's where it was really clear where I was fishing uh, the other day. So, yeah, I think I think it does depend on the spot. And that's that's the purpose of zigzagging, right? Like if you just get in 40 feet and idle, you could you could totally miss the you action could be two the party. feet off depth wise and, and, and you're not going to see them. So zigzagging just increases your odds of going over them. And, and that, so the topography on certain stuff, you're like, okay, clear water and this flat or whatever extends out to 45 or 50. That's where I'm going to, you know, focus the zigzag. Is that kind of the idea? Cause the topography of most spooning spots is a flat, right? Yeah. They like flats. I mean, obviously they'll get around structure, dude. Um, you okay, know, so it's, right. it's, it's hard like to say for all the time, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you know, anything like they, they, it depends on the lake too. Like a lot of times they'll get in the middle of ditches, the middle of channels. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, it does depend a lot on the lake. Like I, I'll say like, you know, some of these Arizona fish, they like to get on these deep flats, but uh, a couple of our lakes, they are really ditch oriented. And then if you go back East, they're really ditch oriented, dude. Like it's, you go to a lake in Texas, this time of year, you're fishing drains, ditches, um, Louisiana, it's and it doesn't in the winter it's all about the ditch it doesn't mean they're deep either it might be uh, from three to ten foot yeah, it's just exactly. relatively deep exactly yep 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 but uh but cool. yeah like a lot of the the, the spoon deal it's it's a countrywide deal like it does work uh-huh. everywhere um but yeah like like you said nick i mean the flats are good dude the flats are really good that's where we ended up catching them the other day it was on a flat so it's kind of weird because like a lot of times when you're um in the summertime looking for a deep cranking spot or a jig spot it's real specific. You look at that map and you say, well, that's, there's a hump hump right there, or there's a, a nice point, or there's a ledge of a, a, a break off of a flat where the Creek channel meets the main channel and it makes a corner. And it's like that specific spot is where they're going to be. But when you're looking for fish that are wintering or bait oriented, you can't really look at the map and say they're going to be right there. They could be anywhere. And that's what makes it hard to find, you know? And um, sometimes when you're fishing like this, you just stumble upon the fish. Like you're like, there's a lot of guys that get on a spoon bite that 
they're throwing a jig or maybe going down the bank fishing a certain way and you just look down and say holy crap there's a spaghetti under the boat on your graph and then you drop down and go bang 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 um but yeah as, as electronics get better the last few years especially like i've been able to go out and find the spoonfish um, a lot more than i used to like you know yeah it used to almost be like whoa look at that you drop down and man we we stumbled into a spoon bite, but, uh, mm-hmm. how many know. of your, how many of your clients, um, ask or, or are surprised on how you caught them each given day, like on this specific bite, I would imagine a lot of them are expecting you to pull up to a spot and catch a few here and a few there. Instead, you're out there like fishing for eight hours and you spend 30 minutes catching a bunch of them. Yeah. It's weird. So they got to be like a lot of those folks have to be really surprised and do any of them vocalize that to you? I mean, I'm just curious. I'm trying to put it into perspective for people that are trying to go do it on their own because it's not, I mean, you have the utmost confidence that you're going to catch them throughout the day, but like you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. Oh yeah. And and there's been, there's been days where you're like, four hours in and you haven't run across <laughs> that school yet. And uh, as I guides, we look down, really silly, don't we? Yeah. I know deep down that it's going to happen, but the, the client doesn't cause he's never done that before. So like there'll be times where it's like, all right, I need to um, pull into Tell a joke and have this guy catch a couple fish. Like we're going to, we're going to kick a field goal here and we're going to pull out the drop shot and catch a couple pound and a halfers yeah. just to break the day up. And then we're going to go back to trying to hit this home run again, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's been days where you don't find it and it stinks, but usually it does. And, and all it takes is if you hit it and find it once, like people are blown away by it, but uh, it's guys in the back of your boat. Like, Hey Josh, that point over there looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Give me yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he just turns it. I told you so. I told you so you didn't believe. <laughs> But I told you so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's when you really. Yeah. Like that's a, what I'd tell them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like in Minnesota, we throw a single <laughs> and we catch the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, dude. It's tough. It, it's not for everybody, man. Like it's it's a weird bite. Doesn't go all year long. But a couple of really, grown men in a boat spooning isn't for everyone. That's true. That's correct. Good point, Nick. Yeah. It's one of the only ways, though, that you can have an epic day this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Can, that's. You go grind up shallow and, 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 you know, Hey, if I was it, every day is different. I still do fish shallow this time of year sometimes, but if you really want to have a chance at, at whacking them, that's probably the best way to do it. But the shallow wintertime takes such a precise skill set That's not probably there on every guide client. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't have near as much, uh, wiggle room as far as like in the spring when fishing's awesome and there's fish everywhere yeah you don't have to make as you know there's just more fish more opportunities so like your casting doesn't have to be as precise because there's okay you didn't hit hit the fish in the tree but there's actually a fish that's sitting five feet off the tree that's waiting for your bait there too yeah you you get a lot more opportunities right yeah for sure anyways uh okay so Next week, it'll be on someone else. Maybe we'll talk about our tournament. Maybe Nick will get out there and catch a bunch of fish um, <clears throat> on his with his new graphs. So we'll see. But uh, one, uh, so have you guys been seeing 
the cages that everyone's finding out at uh, Bartlett Lake on yeah. the internet. That's some crazy talk there. That's wild. What? Okay, so I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And for context, yep. uh, there's there's a Facebook group, and we've, we've referenced it a lot. It's our buddy Ty Ow runs it. It's called AZ Anglers, uh, and it's an Arizona-based Facebook group. But they're finding, at what, two or three in the last two weeks? Guys have posted pictures of of cages or dog kennel looking things um, in the lake, and so the lake has dropped really low. So these were obviously underwater, and now they are exposed. And I try to give people the benefit of the doubt when possible. Can you guys think of an explanation of why these cages would be there that don't relate to tournament cheating, or uh, is it tournament cheating? There's zero reason for there to be a crate there don't you think I, it depends on the location like i mean yeah some people were saying like well maybe some people were camping and they had their dog in there i don't know dude <laughs> That's ancient the aliens right. placed it there you know and one of them was a um a pack and play crib for a baby it looked like and so you know when i take my kids fishing and i'm just done with them asking the same boring dumb questions a lot of times what i like to do is i take a pack and play and i'll put them in it and then push it off the back of the boat. And then I'll put a waypoint on my GPS and then circle back later and come grab them before it's time to go. So yeah, there you go. That's, that's I think we need so, to get a we need to bring a dog kennel to the term <laughs> this weekend, Josh, and put one of those big stuffed largemouth bass pillows. That'd be amazing. On, dude, put it on the end of the dock in the morning. It would be classic. It'd be amazing, dude. Oh, it'd be the funniest thing ever. Like five I, five I, giant I, stuffed pillows in it, just hanging out of it on the end of so, the dock. So big that you can't quite close the door. Dude, right, please do right. that. That'd be so funny. That would be, be really prank, dude. Everyone would love it. Yeah. And then to top funny. it off, you need to put property of and then write, you know, the yeah, guilty's well, name. Well, dude, we can't. We don't I mean, no one knows. Nobody That's knows. What what it is, I'm not right. accusing anybody. That's what I'm no, saying. Property of dot dot dot. There's years and years of of supposed history of cheating and uh, I mean it's insane. Same story, different day, right? I mean, even yeah. in my long, illustrious 12 years of this, I feel like every two or three years this comes up. So, I mean, I just remember guys that would just show up from middle of nowhere, Arizona, in a clapped out <laughs> boat, freaking like rope. Guys, oh, yeah, winning every tournament every weekend. It's like that's these guys are freaking studs, like, yeah, right. so, dude. You like, know, yeah, the uh, the town of Strawberry do- pumps out those fishermen, bro. They <laughs> They get a lot of practice up there, yeah. dude. Yeah. I like no, Ajo. Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of kind of nuts. But until someone has proof, I mean, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, you think of the Mike Long situation and how that got resolved. Um, but you read all the stuff in the years and years of him just bullying people and denying. I mean, it's insane that he got away with it that long yeah and and who knows how old these cages are these cages could have been i don't know i mean i I guess i don't i need to look at at exactly what the water level is but yeah they could be old like right they could be from a long time ago wasn't there some found at roosevelt recently too probably the spring aliens yeah yeah so i mean there's just no explanation for it it's interesting yeah i'm trying i was wondering that if you guys like yeah no it's I mean, one Something thing at Bartlett tournament cheaters, but one reason to have them at Bartlett would be maybe some of the catfish anglers put 
they're there fishing you go, when, dude. when they're camping, like they'll catch them and just keep them fresh in there before they freaking load up their tent and go home. Well, and and bluegill, keeping bluegill alive that true. you're using for bait. True. Yeah. You're onto I mean, something there's... possibly there because I have noticed I'm a, I'm a chronic Facebook scroller and uh, the, there's a couple of catfish specific groups. I didn't realize, but apparently the fall is the time for the big guys, man. They have been cleaning up at Bartlett. I've seen, one over 50 and then countless 35 to 50 pound flatheads come out of Barlett. So yeah, you wonder, you know, yeah, there's some epic Facebook posts yeah. from the catfish anglers about how... it's so fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, well, there's, that's, oh, that's it. There's a chance that 90% of these cages that we're seeing are catfish anglers, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I, I'm stirring the pot a little bit with it, but, uh, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. So I'm just here for the comments. That's for sure. Yep. I'm going to borrow some of Rob's Sitka gear and I'm going to stake out on them. And then as the water level comes up, I'm going to be there with binos and I'll tell you who shows up and, and recovers their crate. How Mike Long got, that's how Mike Long got taken down was spotting scopes. And I mean, all the technology <laughs> that we use for hunting large you, coos deer, dude, you could videotape every move of someone if you wanted to. Russia and China are doing it at the moment. So well, I realize smile and wave on a yeah more personal level. level. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick, that's you. Next time okay. there's a tournament, I expect your boat to be on the bank, halfway up the lake, and you all the way on the top of the mountain. Absolutely, man. I'll be I'll be because you know I won't be fishing in the tournament. My ego is far too fragile to blank and have to explain that to all my fans at the way in why I only caught a pair of size 40 waistband quicksilver board shorts you have live scope now though i I didn't go full live he's still too cheap to get live scope so he will soon what do you mean you don't have live scope it means that i i don't have it i see i still am a did i see a post where you're uh did i see a text where you're trying to buy the 32 you're like this uh, one's on sale oh maybe was that you I don't think so. No, I posted no. on Facebook asking if I could pay someone to go to Black Friday for me. Gotcha. And I actually Wait. had a couple of two graphs. <laughs> well, I would at least round up to like 2100. There's a Chick-fil-A next door. So I'd at least buy you like a peach milkshake. Oh, well, it's candy cane season, actually. So you could get a chicken sandwich and a candy cane milkshake on me. But weren't you able to do that online, though? Well, uh, it, was, it was tense, bro. The Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop site kept going down. And I was sweaty. You know, I was I was visibly if you would have taken my vitals, I was in an elevated state of duress about not being able to get deeper into credit card debt to buy two fish finders that will still not help me catch any fish on a boat that I use nine times a year. It was it, it was high stakes. It doesn't matter. It's about looking good. Hey, it's it, all it is, dude. Mm-hmm. And you know, I continually get letters from the HOA about the two different boats that I circulate Seriously? around my driveway, the front of my house, and behind my gates. And so now, at least when I get that grainy low res photo on a piece of paper in the mail, I'm like, bitch, I got garments, bro. Garments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Recognize. Mm. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it does make you look more legit. That's for sure, dude. Dude, I got the poles that are leaking oil everywhere. I've got like twisty tied buckle straps holding them up so they don't go down through the intersection. But now that I've got Garmin's and ancient poles, power poles, woo, telling you, I'm gas station talk. Where are they leaking inside the boat? 
Uh, preferably. No, yeah. on my pavers. So oh, that's cool. It's okay. like patina on the pavers. Nice. Looks like someone got really drunk and puked, and then you never cleaned it. That'll come out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah. So I don't know. Um, oh, one one thing is, uh, you know, on any of this stuff, what the cool thing, we're still we're still on all the audio platforms. So looking back last week, we still had most of our listeners coming from the usual iTunes and Spotify and stuff like that. But if you are watching on YouTube, the cool thing is you can leave comments. So like, even if you are listening and you want to come on and join the conversation, talk a little smack, um, mm-hmm. throw your two cents in, correct us on something, mm-hmm. go to YouTube and, and hit the comments there. That's one, one thing about the, you know, the podcast stuff on iTunes, like you could leave a review, which we do appreciate that, you know, and we haven't, had, we had a bunch and now it's been like a year since we've had a review. So <laughs> I know there's still some of you guys listening. I know you're all downloading. So leave us a review if you haven't. Um, you can use that for comments, but if you do have a topic recommendation or you want to throw your two cents on this, you want to say, Hey, that was my catfish cage. Um, I left it there on purpose and now I'm it's on AZ. Leave it alone. Drop, drop it in the comments on YouTube and uh, we'll definitely check it out. We appreciate everyone that commented last week. Um, I think all four of you. So (laughs) I got to give you um, a round of applause there. That was one of the most, Hmm perfect josh bertrand transitions from something that was completely unrelated i was bragging to the hoa about gear that i had on my boat and you man look at you dude you are you can take chicken salad and just make it make magical things so nice job dude i appreciate what you just did there look at you keeping us on tack we're working down that yellow legal pad like a boss right now and i love that (laughs) yeah it's hard when master hard when you're half asleep still at 6 a.m but we got probably about 10 or 15 more minutes here and uh, one or two more topics um, <clears throat> on Bartlett Lake. They're going to take that. And and this isn't like the most relate, relatable for everyone around the country, but it's, it's interesting. What they're doing is they're taking the dam and they're raising it 90 feet. This project's going to take 10 or 15 years. So you've got kind of a narrow lake and it's not a real big lake. It's about three to 4,000 acres and um, the water level fluctuates a lot, but in the springtime, when you get a lot of snow melt and rain runoff, they waste a lot of water. You know, that thing gets full and then excess water just goes down the river and no one gets to use it. So what they're going to do is they're going to expand the dam. The lake is going to have the capacity to hold 90 more feet of water, which is insane to me. Like the lake is going to quadruple in size i don't know exactly but it's going to get much much bigger it's going to swallow up horseshoe lake which is up above uh it's going to be very interesting so like let's say it takes them 10 years to build this dam and let's say they have an epic rain and snowfall year and that thing fills up the the year when does it become a good fishery again and uh what does that look like like how do you guys picture that you go ahead rob well i (laughs) I look at it like Lake Pleasant. Uh, Pleasant was a very average fishery, a lot of small, largemouth. Um, didn't take much to win tournaments there. It would take, you know, similar to what Bartlett is, like 12 pounds would be fantastic, right? Um, and that lake filled up literally overnight. They said it was going to take years to fill up really? the first time. And it, like, there was uh, 
Jay Johns and campers floating everywhere because it fell, <laughs> it went up like 60 feet, dude. You could what not. What happened, dude? How'd that water one, get in there, dude? We had one of the most epic storms and there was floating debris from, well, the entire lake was covered with floating debris with the exception of about a few hundred yards by the dam. It was insane, wow. dude. Like every piece of driftwood from hundreds of years was in that lake at that time. Um, anyhow, fast forward a little bit. Um, fishing was really good within a year after that happening. Um, all the nutrients, um, the fish just exploded. I mean, we we're flipping largemouth out of saguaro cactuses. I mean, it was just one of the coolest things to ever see. Um, it was probably one of the snaggiest lakes you'll ever fish in your life. I mean, mesquite trees and Palo Verde trees and some of the toughest like uh, desert trees out there. Uh, and when we, when it, within like a couple of years, it got really, really good to where it was taken, you know, five fish limits, 30. It happened plus. fast, huh? Really fast. Yes. Oh, interesting. Very fast. Yeah. So dude, yeah. this is really cool to hear because I was like kind of worried it'd be the opposite. And we've seen these lakes go up and down a lot and fluctuate, but I've never seen a new lake effect, dude. Like since yeah. I got this happened, Pleasant was before my time. Um, I guess that I was, saw it at Roosevelt a little bit, but this is really interesting to hear. Yeah, so I guess I'm hopeful, right? I'm hopeful that it's like Pleasant because I feel like Roosevelt has not done that. Um, I mean, it and Roosevelt's come up into the stuff a lot. I mean, yeah, 30 feet, it's, like, like there's 30 foot of trees under the water at Roosevelt right now. Um, don't you think like the tree line's roughly 25 or 30 feet down? Yeah, there that's a great call. You're right, dude. Yep. Um, and Roosevelt's good, but it's not, it did not explode like Pleasant did. Yeah, we've Pleasant. seen it kind of do this, dude. It goes in yeah. waves, but not like not taking 12 pounds to win and then five and four years later taking 30 yeah. pounds to win type deal. Yeah. yeah. Did you, would, that was like in the middle of when I was fishing tournaments and I was like on that lake constantly because it was, there was a lot of tournaments there. It was just fun. Um, but any big tournament or tournament of any size for that matter, I would pre-fish four five, six days. And like you would go days and never get a bite. And then you would land on a spot the size really? of your bass boat that was absolutely loaded. Like, really? Oh my God. Set the hook with a Carolina rig and just get you like, you'd pull back and your rod would be straight. They're pulling so hard. They were, it was just intense. It was, it was really fun. So interesting dude and one thing too go ahead Nick. so with pleasant a lot of the water so that storm you're talking about was specifically so that all came through the agua fria obviously because it wasn't all those tributaries there yeah agua fria right i mean there's a lot of the northern part of that lake is a lot of tributaries feeders yes Uh uh-huh because now all that water for the most part is coming from the cap canals right the colorado Yeah, other than what they then other than what they get naturally yes yeah, it's coming and from so CRPs you have Arizona kind project. of st- sterilized water, right? Because, I mean, it spends 100 yeah. miles in an aqueduct, a yeah. cement channel going through the desert, right? Yeah, and so, somehow, some way, it still produces bait. I mean, that lake is in – it's not a great lake now, but it's way better than I ever anticipated it being. I mean, it, And where I'm – go ahead, finish, and then I'll tell you where I'm going. I mean, it's supporting the stripers, the large – it's supporting a lot, and it has yeah. – it produces 
bigger bait than probably any lake in the state. That's true. Yeah, it's mind-boggling to me. So, so more I'm thinking here is it speaks to the fertility of those feeders. So then you look at a big ass Bartlett, and it's not getting fed most of its water from a sterilized canal 150 right. feet right it's coming from the verde river which is one of the most nutrient yeah. dense drainages yeah. we have like the salt river right i mean that's yeah. like og stuff so that's exciting to think that you know it, the future could be really bright there you know it already it, horseshoe has tons of stories of greatness over the years right yeah the yeah. biggest flatheads live in bartlett which tells you there's a food chain there that can support the top aquatic predator could be yeah. good It'll be real fun to see just as this thing unfolds, like to see where, okay, they started a construction of a new road. They're building a new <laughs> parking lot, a new boat ramp and where that's going to be. And then just to picture and visualize, okay, that's, this is where the lake's going to be at in the future. Like, I don't know. Uh, and maybe so, that stuff comes way later down the road, but you got to think, okay, we got 10 years. Um we need to start grinding this construction and, and doing this right now. It'll just be interesting to see like, like at Lake Pleasant, when, when they were going to build the new dam, were they building the new ramps and marinas right away, Rob? Yeah. All that stuff I believe was being constructed at the same time. And when it came up, I'm pretty sure all that stuff was there. So it, um, yeah, it's just weird. That Lake is just, like to remember it back in the day. I mean, it really fished a lot like Bartlett. So interesting. It, wow. That's yeah. cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. All right. So uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully it, hopefully it explodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Let's go uh, into our trivia before we wrap this thing up. Uh, last week's champion was Nick. So uh, Rob's done some homework and this week it's Nick against Josh. Okay. It's kind of like I the have, coyotes against the Vikings. I've, I've got, I've got like three questions. The first one's the one that's going to matter. We may have went over this. Hopefully we haven't. Um, name one of the two largest reservoirs in the United States. <laughs> this is the yeah. one that counts. Why are you laughing? Yeah, because we have. We've done this. this like, is oh, we have. The first, okay, yeah. then let me, let me do another one then. So creative, dude. No, let me do another one. But the reason I didn't do this one is because it's so it's such a trick deal. Okay, uh, okay. let's go. Let's try uh, it. Name the deepest dam in the world. Okay, that's a good now one. We're dude. getting somewhere. That's a great one. It's wow. a trick question. Is the problem? That's why I didn't want to use this one. Ooh. Okay. Well, now you got me wondering deepest dam. There must be something cooking here with okay, your semantics. Well, here's our backup plan because we have to have a winner. Okay, so neither of us are probably going to get this right. So okay. we'll say that <laughs> that's a valid point. You're depth, right. Well, but listen, if you have, if you know the okay, depth, let's make, it, guess the depth and let's make the closer depth. No, wise. let's make the third question. The, <laughs> the one that matters then. Cause it's I'm glad you had three, dude. Okay. Yeah. Look at you prepared Rob. Give me the average. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry guys. No worries. I do want to know after this though, what that damn is. Yeah, we'll go over that. It's pretty interesting. Uh, average elevation in Arizona. Oh, okay. whoa. That's good, side tour. They're, get, they're okay. getting better and better, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want to just think of them in our head, Nick, and be honest about it? We'll both blurt them out. Yeah, I think. Okay, so we're going to do, are we going to guess where that deep dam is and then the elevation of Arizona? No, 
No, we'll okay. We'll, just we'll go just, to Elevation of Arizona. Yeah, just yeah. just to get a. Okay. Sorry, I kind of flubbed the whole deal, but I'm I gonna say um, seventeen hundred feet. Okay. Okay, and I was gonna say forty two hundred feet. Nick wins because it's four thousand. Really? Isn't that insane? That is, he's the he's the trivia champion. Yep. Wow, dude. dude my wow. house, Josh. My house is sixteen hundred feet. Well, you would think, yeah, so much of this, the state's low and flat, dude. That's but offensive to the state. Yeah, it's not. You just like, pigeonholed the state. So the the deepest dam, this is such a trick question. Uh, so can I guess the country? Because I want to say it's yeah. in Asia somewhere, isn't it? No. Okay. Where no, is it? Is it here? It's right above where we go. Love catching smallmouth on the Colorado River. Dang it. Okay. So it was so it's the freaking the Parker, Lake Dam. It's the Parker Dam. But here's the deal. What? It's the deepest. So it's when they built it, they had to excavate 320 feet deep to put it in the ground. So it's not to get to the bedrock. Yeah. So I started looking at that and I'm like, and then I look at tallest dam and it's not even anywhere near the tallest dam. It's just the deepest dam. So it's a, it's a total trick question. Well, that's so. cool. That's a cool little trivia, dude. I like it. That's so I, found, I found this deal. I don't know where I found it, but it's got like, I don't know, 50 some little tidbits about Arizona, which Ooh, is super delicious. interesting to me. Cool. Um, I mean, just some crazy stuff. So yeah. What's uh, the name of it, dude? Do you have it in front of you just so I can go check it no, out later? Cause I just screenshot chamber of commerce.az.gov. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Stuff like the state of Massachusetts could fit inside Maricopa County. It's, I mean, just stupid yeah, nice. stuff. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Those- yeah, all those assholes. So, what are the two biggest reservoirs, then, Josh? Yeah, we've been over it, and, and well, we, we did biggest remember, lakes, but... right? It was Lake Superior, right? So we're talking about natural yeah, lakes. Where so we... reservoirs would have to be. I mean, I would think you already got a Fort clue, Peck. Now nah, it's Mead, bro. Yeah, Mead, Mead Powell, Mead and Powell. Like I gave yeah. you a total clue because it's tidbits on Arizona. So mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Texas. <laughs> no, but there's, it, it's pretty interesting. Like Shasta is number eight. You'd never yeah. think like Shasta is that big of a reservoir. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're giving everyone some deja vu, but I'm telling you that Cadillac desert book is longer than it needs to be, but it is mind blowing when you get into the politics and the history of how like all these reservoirs that we love dearly to bass fish on, how they came to be. Because, you know, probably if you looked at a statistic showing us community of you know bass fishermen most of us are fishing reservoirs right like true like you know a damn reservoir versus some type Especially of natural down south and out west for sure for sure dude. yeah once you get north that's actually where you still have you know an inlet and an outlet There's but it's because ten thousand natural lakes in minnesota but no one cares about that you know no one's fishing those the government <laughs> right that's how we crawled our way out of the great depression you know some of it started before that but you know the the Corps of Engineers and the Bureau of Reclamation, I mean, they were, it's, it's a crazy story. But yes, the Lake Mead Dam was built long before the Depression. It was earlier than that. And you see these like cigarette smoking, hardcore shirtless bros swinging over the cliffside of a so canyon on a rope with a sledgehammer going yeah, to so town. Crazy. It's like it's like that picture. I'm sure you've seen this at every bad pizza restaurant you've ate at in the bathroom where there's those guys building skyscrapers in New York. And they're just like taking a nap on those beams, like hundreds of feet in the air with no ropes on them or anything. I saw a deal now where you can go have your photo taken on the top of a sky rise on a, on a piece of iron. 
like you know how they that's like a famous photo where they're eating lunch uh-huh. on the yeah and now you can go pay to get your photo taken in a controlled situation where there's a that's the of- ultimate flex though dude if you were single and trying to mingle and like you were driving people to your socials and then you had that and you were like casually shirtless till someone like figures out it's fake they'll never figure that out bro you're just trying to get one and done you're right you got garments on your boat in the driveway yeah, so that's right i can almost <laughs> yeah, see it together so sick compensating bro my last play is c-o-m-p-n-s the number eight and uh they know that's great nice. i love that you're getting warnings from your hoa constantly yeah i would expect nothing less that's awesome dude dude i declass this joint so much but i bring it up with uh just positivity you know just such a positive individual you are you are well um that's awesome guys it's been it's been fun good trivia rob do you guys have anything else before we wrap this up i gotta say we have big things coming on the podcast here um and and now that we're going youtube with this and everyone can see how attractive we are um just be on the lookout for a special episode i'm not gonna say when and i'm not gonna say why but there's there's something you know, this isn't a Keurig. This is a slow drip brew that we have going on here. But just, just be ready. We got. We're gonna we do the shirtless coming. one, are we? That you talked about. Well, we're I'm gonna do it for to skyscrapers, it. dude. There yes. we go. <laughs> but you just ruined it, dude. What the hell's wrong with you? Damn it! No one's gonna listen now because you just told him we're gonna be broadcasting live from Manhattan, <laughs> drinking Manhattans shirtless, hundreds of feet in the air. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think Zoom's got a background like that that we could use for sure. <laughs> <laughs> remember when i set up rob's laptop and forever his background was that like weird like futuristic cafe that was amazing he doesn't know how to change it that's great dude that's like yeah it's like um my brother setting up my wi-fi password back for my uh wi-fi name back in the day i don't even remember what it was. it was not good though it was very inappropriate and all my neighbors are probably like who is this right oh it's that's actually a great idea. If you want to scare people, because you don't know, except for the people who like choose something obvious, you don't know whose network is what. That actually is a really awesome idea. It's just put something disturbing. <laughs> yeah, Tom's I, always winning. Yeah, he had me there, dude. It was it was a while. We finally moved out. But anyways, he's the stronger twin. Apparently. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget, uh, if you're listening on Apple, go give us a review on there or iTunes. And if you're on uh, uh, YouTube, tell a friend about it. Drop a comment below and uh, we will uh, talk to you here soon. Thanks again.